today is June 4th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer, and I am so blessed to be in your company today. Welcome in and welcome back. I'm so happy to be able to share this sacred space with you as we traipse the dynamic terrain of this holy word day by day. It is Sunday. That means we're at the beginning of a new week, which means this is a great day to set some intentions for the week, to plan some stuff out. And I know that you may be listening to this episode a little later in the week, but whatever day it is, consider this. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and he wants to reveal it to us through his word. And we probably hear that so often, that God has a plan for our lives. God has a purpose for our lives. God has a calling on our lives. That these sayings have lost their significance, but don't let it. This is where setting an intention becomes so important because doing so helps us align our hearts and minds with God's will and direction. It helps us to partner with Him in fulfilling His plan for our lives and for His glory. What is your intention for today? Because that's how you fulfill the call. That's how you fulfill the plan. That's how you carry out your purpose. It's on a day-by-day basis. So... What is your intention for today? What's your intention for this week? What do you want to get accomplished this month? Think about that as we explore these passages today. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and reveal the insights and truths that we need for this moment in our lives. Remember, no matter what day it is, God's word is timeless and it speaks directly to us in our circumstances presently. So let's open our hearts and our minds and let the transformative power of the scriptures bring clarity, inspiration, and guidance to our intentions and actions. Let's get going and flowing, y'all. We're reading from the Good News Translation this week, 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 through chapter 23, verse 23, David's Song of Victory. When the Lord saved David from Saul and his other enemies, David sang this song to the Lord. The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection, and with him I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and keeps me safe. He is my Savior. He protects me and saves me from violence. I call to the Lord, and he saves me from my enemies. Praise the Lord. The waves of destruction rolled over me. The danger of death was around me, and the grave set its trap for me. In my trouble, I called to the Lord. I called to my God for help. In his temple, he heard my voice. He listened to my cry for help. Then the earth trembled and shook. The foundations of the sky rocked and quivered because God was angry. Smoke poured out of his nostrils, a consuming flame and burning coals from his mouth. He tore the sky open and came down with a dark cloud under his feet. He flew swiftly on his winged creature. He traveled on the wings of the wind. He covered himself with darkness. Thick clouds full of water surrounded him. Burning coals flamed up from the lightning before him. Then the Lord thundered from the sky, and the voice of Almighty God was heard. He shot his arrows and scattered his enemies. With flashes of lightning, he sent them running. The floor of the ocean was laid bare, and the foundations of the earth were uncovered. When the Lord rebuked his enemies and roared at them in anger. 
The Lord reached down from above and took hold of me. He pulled me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies and from all those who hate me. They were too strong for me. When I was in trouble, they attacked me, but the Lord protected me. He helped me out of danger. He saved me because he was pleased with me. The Lord rewards me because I do what is right. He blesses me because I am innocent. I have obeyed the law of the Lord. I have not turned away from my God. I have observed all his laws. I have not disobeyed his commands. He knows that I am faultless, that I have kept myself from doing wrong. And so he rewards me because I do what is right, because he knows that I am innocent. O Lord, you are faithful to those who are faithful to you, and completely good to those who are perfect. You are pure to those who are pure, but hostile to those who are wicked. You save those who are humble, but you humble those who are proud. You, Lord, are my light. You dispel my darkness. You give me strength to attack my enemies and power to overcome their defenses. This God, how perfect are his deeds, how dependable his words. He is like a shield for all who seek his protection. The Lord alone is God. God alone is our defense. This God is my strong refuge. He makes my pathway safe. He makes me sure-footed as a deer. He keeps me safe on the mountains. He trains me for battle so that I can use the strongest bow. O Lord, you protect me and save me. Your help has made me great. You have kept me from being captured, and I have never fallen. I pursue my enemies and defeat them. I do not stop until I destroy them. I strike them down, and they cannot rise. They lie defeated before me. You give me strength for the battle and victory over my enemies. You make my enemies run from me. I destroy those who hate me. They look for help, but no one saves them. They call to the Lord, but he does not answer. I crush them and they become like dust. I trample on them like mud in the streets. You saved me from my rebellious people and maintained my rule over the nations. People I did not know have now become my subjects. Foreigners bow before me. When they hear me, they obey. They lose their courage and come trembling from their fortresses. The Lord lives. Praise my defender. Proclaim the greatness of the strong God who saves me. He gives me victory over my enemies. He subdues the nations under me and saves me from my foes. O Lord, you give me victory over my enemies and protect me from violent men. And so I praise you among the nations. I sing praises to you. God gives great victories to his king. He shows constant love to the one he has chosen, to David and his descendants forever. David's Last Words David, son of Jesse, was the man whom God made great, whom the God of Jacob chose to be king, and who was the composer of beautiful songs for Israel. These are David's last words. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His message is on my lips. The God of Israel has spoken. The protector of Israel said to me, the king who rules with justice, who rules in obedience to God, is like the sun shining on a cloudless dawn, the sun that makes the grass sparkle after rain. 
And that is how God will bless my descendants, because he has made an eternal covenant with me, an agreement that will not be broken, a promise that will not be changed. That is all I desire. That will be my victory, and God will surely bring it about. But godless people are like thorns that are thrown away. No one can touch them barehanded. You must use an iron tool or a spear. They will be burned completely. David's Famous Soldiers These are the names of David's famous soldiers. The first one was Josheb Bathshebeth from Tachimon, who was the leader of the three. He fought with his spear against 800 men and killed them all in one battle. The second of the famous three was Eleazar, son of Dodo, of the clan of Ahol. One day, he and David challenged the Philistines who had gathered for battle. The Israelites fell back, but he stood his ground and fought the Philistines until his hand was so cramped that he could not let go of his sword. The Lord won a great victory that day. After it was over, the Israelites returned to where Eleazar was and stripped the armor from the dead. The third of the famous three was Shammah, son of Aji, from Harar. The Philistines had gathered at Lehi, where there was a field of peas. The Israelites fled from the Philistines, but Shammah stood his ground in the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. The Lord won a great victory that day. Near the beginning of harvest time, three of the thirty went down to Adullam Cave, where David was, while a band of Philistines was camping in Raphaim Valley. At that time, David was on a fortified hill, and a group of Philistines had occupied Bethlehem. David grew homesick and said, How I wish someone would bring me a drink of water from the well by the gate at Bethlehem. The three famous soldiers forced their way through the Philistine camp, drew some water from the well, and brought it back to David. But he would not drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord and said, Lord, I could never drink this. It would be like drinking the blood of these men who risked their lives. So he refused to drink it. Those were the brave deeds of the three famous soldiers. Joab's brother, Abishai, their mother was Zeruiah, was the leader of the famous 30. He fought with his spear against 300 men and killed them and became famous among the 30. He was the most famous of the 30 and became their leader, but he was not as famous as the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, from Kabziel, was another famous soldier. He did many brave deeds, including two great Moabite warriors. He once went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, a huge man who was armed with a spear. Benaiah attacked him with his club, snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with it. Those were the brave deeds of Benaiah, who was one of the thirty. He was outstanding among them, but was not as famous as the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Acts 2, The Coming of the Holy Spirit When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers were gathered together in one place. Suddenly there was a noise from the sky which sounded like a strong wind blowing, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire which spread out and touched each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. 
There were Jews living in Jerusalem, religious people who had come from every country in the world. When they heard this noise, a large crowd gathered. They were all excited because all of them heard the believers talking in their own languages. In amazement and wonder, they exclaimed, These people who are talking like this are Galileans. How is it then that all of us hear them speaking in our own native languages? We are from Parthia, Media, and Elam, from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, from Pontus and Asia, from Phrygia and Pamphylia, from Egypt and the regions of Libya near Cyrene. Some of us are from Rome, both Jews and Gentiles converted to Judaism, and some of us are from Crete and Arabia. Yet all of us hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things that God has done. Amazed and confused, they kept asking each other, what does this mean? But others made fun of the believers, saying, these people are drunk. Peter's message. Then Peter stood up with the other eleven apostles and, in a loud voice, began to speak to the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, listen to me and let me tell you what this means. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. Instead, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. This is what I will do in the last days, God says. I will pour out my spirit on everyone. Your sons and daughters will proclaim my message. Your young men will see visions and your old men will have dreams. Yes, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will proclaim my message. I will perform miracles in the sky above and wonders on the earth below. There will be blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun will be darkened and the moon will turn red as blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And then whoever calls out to the Lord for help will be saved. Listen to these words, fellow Israelites. Jesus of Nazareth was a man whose divine authority was clearly proven to you by all the miracles and wonders which God performed through him. You yourselves know this, for it happened here among you. In accordance with his own plan, God had already decided that Jesus would be handed over to you, and you killed him by letting sinful men crucify him. But God raised him from death, setting him free from its power, because it was impossible that death should hold him prisoner. For David said about him, I saw the Lord before me at all times. He is near me, and I will not be troubled. And so I am filled with gladness, and my words are full of joy. And I, mortal though I am, will rest assured in hope, because you will not abandon me in the world of the dead. You will not allow your faithful servant to rot in the grave. You have shown me the paths that lead to life, and your presence will fill me with joy. My friends, I must speak to you plainly about our famous ancestor, King David. He died and was buried, and his grave is here with us to this very day. He was a prophet, and he knew what God had promised him. God had made a vow that he would make one of David's descendants a king, just as David was. David saw what God was going to do in the future, and so he spoke about the resurrection of the Messiah when he said, He was not abandoned in the world of the dead. 
His body did not rot in the grave. God has raised this very Jesus from death, and we are all witnesses to this fact. He has been raised to the right side of God, his Father, and has received from him the Holy Spirit as he had promised. What you now see and hear is his gift that he has poured out on us. For it was not David who went up into heaven. Rather, he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit here at my right side until I put your enemies as a footstool under your feet. All the people of Israel then are to know for sure that this Jesus whom you crucified is the one that God has made Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were deeply troubled and said to Peter and the other apostles, What shall we do, brothers? Peter said to them, Each one of you must turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins will be forgiven and you will receive God's gift, the Holy Spirit. For God's promise was made to you and your children and to all who are far away, all whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Peter made his appeal to them, and with many other words he urged them, saying, Save yourselves from the punishment coming on this wicked people. Many of them believed his message and were baptized, and about 3,000 people were added to the group that day. They spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship, and sharing in the fellowship meals and the prayers. Life Among the Believers Many miracles and wonders were being done through the apostles, and everyone was filled with awe. All the believers continued in close fellowship and shared their belongings with one another. They would sell their property and possessions and distribute the money among all, according to what each one needed. Day after day, they met as a group in the temple, and they had their meals together in their homes, eating with glad and humble hearts praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And every day the Lord added to their group those who were being saved. Psalm 122, in praise of Jerusalem. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the Lord's house. And now we are here, standing inside the gates of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city restored in beautiful order and harmony. This is where the tribes come, the tribes of Israel, to give thanks to the Lord according to his command. Here, the kings of Israel sat to judge their people. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May there be peace inside your walls and safety in your palaces. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I say to Jerusalem, Peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I pray for your prosperity. Proverbs chapter 16 verses 19 through 20 It is better to be humble and stay poor than to be one of the arrogant and get a share of their loot. Pay attention to what you are taught and you will be successful. Trust in the Lord and you will be happy. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for your word and for this time in your loving presence where we find boundless joy and the comfort of your companionship. Lord, we are in so much awe of you and so grateful for you, your goodness, 
your goodness that grounds us, it keeps us centered, it keeps us steady, stable, and secure. And Lord, we are here for it. You are faithful and forgiving even when we stumble and falter. You are such a good God. Your love knows no boundaries, embracing us even in our moments of sin and neglect and turning to our own ways. And Lord, it's because of this love, this love that we desire, that we continue to seek you, to come after you, to want to be one with you, to be as close to you as we possibly can. Lord, your love is perfect. It is like no other. And sometimes, Lord, we fear. We fear you, not in a healthy way that is respectful of your holiness and your justice, but in a harmful way that doubts your goodness and your mercy and prevents us from getting that intimacy that we seek. Lord, sometimes we fear the world, not in a wise way that avoids evil and temptation, but in a cowardly way that causes us to shrink from your calling and your purpose. Lord, we admit that our love for you and others has fallen short. We have not lived up to the standards that you've outlined. We have not loved you with all our heart. We often hold back parts of ourselves withholding them for our own desires, not wanting to let go of the self-gratification that we get from careless indulgence and that which feels good in the short term, but always leads to our self-destruction in the long term. Lord, sometimes we love others not as ourselves, but as less than ourselves, judging them harshly or ignoring their needs rather than extending compassion, empathy, and understanding. Lord, bring this to the forefront of our consciousness when we are guilty of it. Convict us when we do this so we can do better. And Lord, we are not even always loving ourselves as we should, not as your precious children. Lord, sometimes we mistreat ourselves with what we subject ourselves to, with what we consume, with the way that we handle our bodies, minds, and spirits. Lord, we have lost the whole plot. We've lost sight of the worth that you have given us. Lord, we ask that you would just forgive us for our fears and for our imperfect love. Lord, help us to experience the fullness of your perfect love that casts out all fear. Teach us to revere you rightly, acknowledging your holiness and your sovereignty with deep respect and awe. Guide us to love you genuinely, delighting in your presence, trusting in your promises, and obeying your will. Lord, we ask that you would help us to love others in the right way, to see them as you see them, to serve them as you serve them, to forgive them as you forgive them. And Lord, remind us to love ourselves as you love us, embracing our true identity and value in you. Lord, we just praise you for the beautiful harmony of your love and your justice and your holiness. Lord, you are tender and mighty. You are gracious and just. You are our God, and we humbly submit and surrender ourselves to you and your will. Lord, we long to honor you with our words and our actions, to wholeheartedly embrace your teachings and walk in your ways. We yearn to grow even closer to you, shedding our old selves and becoming the individuals you created us to be. Lord, you are amazing. 
Yes, you are, God. The very reason for our existence, we find our purpose and our meaning in you and you alone. You are the source of our joy and the anchor of our hope through Jesus, your beloved son who sacrificed and conquered death. Hallelujah. You have offered us the gift of eternal friendship and we just love you for it. Heavenly Father, even when we're not living up to who we are in you, to who you have created and called us to be, please know that our deepest desire is to be close to you and to love you with all that we are. When we doubt, when we are in a space of unbelief or disbelief, Lord, please help our unbelief. Lord, please help us in our doubting places and spaces. Lord, we just ask all of these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. And our affirmation for today, I love as I am loved, freely, fully, and faithfully. I love as I am loved, freely, fully, and faithfully. And our aphorism, hatred is like an acid. It can do more damage to the vessel in which it is stored than to the object on which it is poured. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this extraordinary odyssey with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.